veterinary unicorns and welcome to another veterinary team training podcast. My name is Amy Newfield and I'm both the host and owner of Vet Team Training. Please check out all my other blogs and podcasts at vetteamtraining.com. Today I want to talk to you about loyalty and I think it's this is a very personal uh, conversation for me because recently someone questioned my loyalty and it really it really jarred me to be honest i find myself to be an exceptionally loyal individual but it got me really thinking about why they felt that i was not loyal what did i do wrong to make them feel like they couldn't trust me that i didn't have their back that i didn't have their best interest And what I've determined in speaking with this individual and uh, kind of diving into this a little bit more is that sometimes I'm too passionate. That's really what it boils down to. Is my passion for a particular topic or a situation sometimes bites me in the butt. And so what it really got me thinking was about hospital leadership, about managers and supervisors. Because I've run into this in multiple hospitals, in large companies, small companies, um, large corporations, small corporations, single owner-owned veterinary hospitals. Leaders don't enjoy someone that voices their opinion in a passionate way. And they feel that they're not loyal to the company because of the loud opinion that someone has. And so I think that there's a twofold situation here. So I will own the fact that sometimes I do get really passionate, but my heart and my loyalty and my trust is always in the right place. It always is devoted to that hospital or that organization, whatever it is, it's there. I am not someone to go on social media and bash my company or bash a hospital or even bash a team member. I would never think of doing that. That's just not professional. And I would never ever void the trust or the loyalty of that company or even that person that I was having an issue with. However, I feel very comfortable in going to my managers, my supervisors, even my friends and my family and telling them exactly what I think. But that sometimes gets me in trouble. And I know some of you know exactly what I'm talking about because you're the person who's always in trouble all the time. But there's two problems here. One is the receiver of the information and the other one is the giver of the information. So let's focus on the giver of the information. That would be me. I am definitely the giver of the information. I'm passionate, I've got ideas, and it doesn't necessarily need to be my way or the highway, but I definitely wanna feel like my voice is heard and that someone's listening to me. Most people do. When you are in a team and you find that there's a problem or an issue and you go to your manager or you go to your your supervisor, you want your voice heard. That's why you're speaking up. That's why that you are um, going to them with a concern. And unfortunately, a lot of people in leadership roles will say, don't come to me with a problem unless you have a solution. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. It's just, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard because I've heard multiple leaders complain to me and say, oh, all they're doing is complaining, but they're not coming up with the solution. Well, if they had a solution, they probably would just implement the solution. They're coming to you because you are in a leadership role. So you need to help with the solution. And that doesn't mean you need to have the answer, but or utilizing their skill set along with your skill set or bringing the whole team together and working through a problem. That's what a great leader does. It does. They don't say, come back to me when you have a solution. That's a, a trait of a bad leader. Instead, a good leader says, 
Okay, so we're short staffed and you guys are working too much overtime. All right, let's talk through this. I need your help. I need your help in solving this problem. It's not that you alone as a leader have to solve the problem, but we also can't put the onus back on the person who's bringing you the issue as being the person to solve the problem. But yet I hear that all the time. I tell my team, this is literally what a leader recently said to me. I tell my team, don't come to me with the problem unless you have some ideas for a solution. That's terrible. You're basically telling your team, don't talk to me unless you have the actual solution. To which I would say then, why are they talking to you at all? Exactly. And that's when teams stop talking to their leaders and then they deal with issues on their own. And sometimes the way they handle those issues are truly detrimental to the team, the hospital, another individual, whatever it is. And then the leader gets upset. Well, it's because you shut out your team to hearing them. Leaders unfortunately believe that the most loyal individuals are the yes ma'ams and the yes sirs. But I could argue with you that those people are probably the most detrimental in the hospital. Unfortunately, I've seen multiple people who are yes ma'ams and yes sirs get moved up the, the, the ladder of leadership, you know, get bigger and bigger roles. Oh, now you're a manager. Oh, great. I love you always say yes to me. Now you can be a regional so and so. Oh, wait, you're always going to say yes to me. Now you can be a director. Now you can be the president. Now you can be the vice president. Whatever it is, the yes ma'ams and the yes sirs of the world get moved up because they are non-confrontational and because the hospital or the organization feels they're the most loyal because after all, they always agree. But the problem is, is that they're not sharing new ideas. They're not sharing the disagreements. They're not sharing their negative thoughts. And they're not coming to the table with solutions because they always just go, oh, everything's wonderful. Oh, you want me to implement that? That sounds great. I'll do that. So those are the people that I'm more skeptical of because you shouldn't always agree with everything. Now, again, the giver of the information, i.e. me, the very passionate individual who wants to tell my manager or my leader that I've got this problem or this needs to be fixed. Sometimes it's the method at how we deliver that information to our leadership. And again, there is some onus on the leadership with how they receive it. But when I come in with guns blazing and I'm like, listen, here's the problem, blah, 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 blah. And that tone of voice, that really takes most leaders down to all she's doing is complaining. I cannot listen to this. She is completely negative. She's against the company. She's not loyal. I can't trust her. She must be saying this stuff on social media. I don't know. Maybe we should just think about terminating her. I can't trust this person at all. Unfortunately, that's how a lot of leaders think. When you go in with guns blazing and your passion gets the better of you, unfortunately, the other individual does the most natural thing. It is human nature that when they fe if someone feels attacked, that they become defensive. Let me repeat that. It is human nature that when someone feels attacked, they become defensive. And for anyone in a leadership role, you are very protective of your team and your position in your hospital. And unfortunately, when someone comes in with guns blazing, even if they are the best intended individual, even if they really care deeply about the hospital, you are going to shut yourself down to what that person has to say. So here's my challenge to the person who is giving the information. Maybe take it down a little bit. You have to recognize that just like I did, 
maybe you're coming in too hot too fast you gotta slow it down try to add in some professionalism try to make sure that you can get your point across and you i struggle with being you know super professional i'm never gonna walk into my manager's office and go listen I wanted to speak to you today about the concern that I have with my team. My team, unfortunately, is seeming a little bit stressed of late, and I would like to develop some ways of reducing the stress. I feel like they are stressed for the following reasons. That's never going to be how I speak. It just isn't. Unfortunately, I've got a high rate of speech. I have hands that are flailing. I have colorful language at times. Um, and I will always be a little bit more animated than say the average professional. And this is what scares people. But I also have recognized over my career that I do need to tone it down a little bit. And so I can still go in there and say, hi, I really have some concerns about my team. They seem super stressed out lately. And I just really want to talk to you about ways that we can manage through that stress and why I think they might be stressed. I'm not that super professional. I'm still getting my point across, but I'm kind of right in the middle. And here's what it looks like when guns are blazing. Listen, I've got to talk to you. The team is completely stressed out there and they are falling apart at the seams. I don't know what to do. I mean, I've got some ideas as to why they're stressed out and I, I, I'm pretty sure, I don't know. I mean, I think it's the 500 hours they're working with, but you have no idea. They are falling apart. We need to figure it out. Woo. When that person goes in to speak to the leader or the manager, woo, forget it. That management, that leadership, they have shut down. And I've been that person. So I'm trying for the middle of the road. But even with the middle of the road, I find sometimes that people don't want to hear what you have to say because you are disagreeing with them. And so here's my challenge to the leaders. There is such a thing called constructive criticism and you should welcome it. There's also something called destructive criticism. Destructive criticism is just meant to harm others. It's just meant to drag people down. It's basically saying you're ugly, you're no good, you're terrible, this place sucks. That is criticism, but it's destructive. Constructive criticism is meant to help lift the hospital up. It's meant to lift up an individual. It's meant to try to find a solution to a problem. And so it sounds something like this. That I really feel like my team is very stressed out lately and I don't know how to help them, but I'm very concerned about them. That's coming from a place of kindness. It's coming from a place of concern. But still, too many leaders hear that second statement, hear that constructive criticism, and all they hear is criticism. And they shut their minds down and they say, oh, well, you're not my yes, ma'am, yes, sir. So I don't need to listen to you. So this is the issue with loyalty in the hospitals. If you're in that leadership role, I want you to train your staff on what is constructive criticism. And no, please do not tell them that they have to solve all of the problems. That is ridiculous. Um, that is ridiculous statement to tell them that they can't come to you unless they have one or two solutions. That is ridiculous and I can't believe it's a thing, but it is a thing in a lot of our hospitals. Instead, Talk to your team about the difference between just destructive criticism, where we're just complaining and everything's miserable and everything's terrible, to constructive criticism, which is, this is bad, here's why it's bad, and here's why I want it fixed. Because ultimately, they have the 
care and concern of an individual, the care and concern of about clients or pets or of the hospital. And when they come from a place of kindness, you as a leader need to open up your ears and listen to them, even if they're super passionate, even if they're talking a mile a minute like myself, even if their voice is raised, realize and listen to the words that are coming out of their mouth because it's really important. Those individuals, they're loyal. It doesn't mean that their passion is telling them to talk about stuff on social media. It's not telling them to gossip. And this is where it becomes this very interesting situation because a lot of hospital managers hear the person who's always providing criticism. It's always constructive criticism. And all they're doing is providing this needs to be improved and that needs to be improved and this needs to be improved and this isn't good enough. That individual, they feel like they can no longer trust them and they can no longer be that they're no longer loyal. They believe in their heart that that person who's providing all this criticism must be gossiping. They must be telling uh, negative things. They must be, you know, doing damage to the hospital in some way. When in reality, they might be your biggest supporter because as long as that individual feels like you care about them and that you also have the hospital and the team and an individual's best interest in mind, they're going to be fiercely loyal to you. And that same passionate conversation that comes through to you that drives you crazy, they're probably telling people all over the place about how wonderful their hospital is, about how their leadership cares about them, how great the medicine is, because they have that same passion. So I want to challenge you. If you're in a leadership role, I want you to listen to the words coming out of someone's mouth rather than the tone of voice or their flailing arms in the case of me. I want you to truly listen to them. Are they having constructive criticism? I want you to embrace those individuals. I want you to empower them to help you find the solutions to the problems. I want you to encourage them to come to you more. Because if you don't, if you shut those people out, they will not trust you and then they will start talking and gossiping and being negative and causing issues in the hospital because those people do have loud mouths. And so for a lot of leaders, they don't like loud mouths, but I do. I love those individuals, the people who are passionate, who I know will come to me and share and voice their concerns to me rather than everybody else because they know I have their best interests and I have the hospital's best interests and I want to hear what they have to say. I truly believe those people to be some of the most loyal individuals. I also want you to challenge yourself if you're in a leadership role to the person who always is the yes ma'am or the yes sir. Maybe it feels good that they always stroke your ego. Maybe it feels great that they agree with absolutely everything you have to say. But I want you to do some self-reflection and say, hmm... Why are they always agreeing with me? Why are they, you know, even the hard policies I'm asking them to push out on the floor, I'm asking them to do, they're like, this is amazing. This is the best thing ever. What's going on? Because those people don't care necessarily about the hospital or the team. Instead, they're looking at only serving themselves, promoting themselves within the organization or the hospital, promoting themselves to moving forward or getting a bigger salary. And they know that they can do that by manipulating you by being the yes ma'am or the yes sir. We, don't, we shouldn't trust those people. Those people are probably not so loyal to anyone but themselves. I'm not saying that all of them are not loyal to the hospital. Some of them are. But if they're always agreeing, there's definitely a problem. And if you are the giver of the information and you are super passionate and you really care about your hospital like I do, and you voice negative things to your leadership, 
try your hardest to communicate it in a way that it will be effective and received well. And that can be really hard. It's something I always work on and something I'm going to continue to work on. But here's what I tell all of my leaders. Every manager, every supervisor I've ever had, every hospital organization, I care deeply about what I do. And I will probably at times seem a little bit hmm, passionate and maybe slightly aggressive in my love of what I'm trying to fix or do or problem solve. Please know that I'm always coming from the place of kindness. I have the best intention. And when you explain that to your leader in that way, here's what I also ask of you to ask them. Listen, if you think I'm being hypercritical, if you think that I don't have the hospital's best interest, if you think I'm being overbearing, if you think I'm being too loudmouth, can you just tell me so rather than talk about me behind my back? Because I'm deeply loyal to this hospital. It's just that I'm very passionate about what I do. And the way that I construe the message sometimes is a problem. So it is a twofold situation here. And I hope that I've challenged you into kind of diving into what loyalty is. If you are the person who struggles with getting your point across to leaders, I hope that this has helped you think about your method of delivery. But if you are in the leadership role and you are struggling with your team constantly coming to you with criticism and negativity, I hopefully have challenged you in how you receive the information because the person who's always agreeing with you, they don't have the hospital's best interest. They don't. Trust me on this. Um, instead, they're only looking out for numero uno and that's themselves. The people who are upset and want change and come to you with wanting ideas and, and problems solved they care deeply and they are your most loyal individuals. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on being unicorn and check out all my other blogs and podcasts at vetteamtraining.com.